You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to the Rebels podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Star Wars Rebels animated series. This is episode number 14 for the Rebels episode entitled Fire Across the Galaxy. If you're new to the show, my name is Matt the Crankster Cranky, and let me bring in your host and creator, the Kanan to my Ezra. It's Michael Cohen. What's up, Mike? Hey, uh, oh, I've been upgraded to Kanan. Uh, <laughs> that makes me feel good. Actually, yeah. uh, on the StarWars.com personality test, uh, uh, which Rebels character are you? I did receive Kanan, <laughs> and uh, I only slightly cheated to do oh, that. Oh, okay, so. okay. Just a couple <laughs> questions here and there. I'm just going to say to the StarWars.com crew, uh, I know you're not taking a lot of time to do these quizzes, but... Uh, Maybe you could make your questions and answers a little bit more, I don't know, uh, indecipherable. Because it was really, really easy to see which answers led to which character. I didn't even... I I don't know, maybe they do that on purpose. Maybe they're making fun of BuzzFeed. Oh, okay. I haven't even even tried those things yet, so... Yeah. Uh, Interesting. They've done a few of them now, and it's so easy. Like, you can get Han Solo if you want. You can get Kanan if you want. Like, you just... You just need to know the character that you like the best. But. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So you, if one of the questions is, would you shoot first or second? Yeah. First? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> hey, you're Hansel. Okay. <laughs> hey, Mike. We got. Of course, this is the final episode for season one. Tons of stuff to talk about. Some crazy stuff going on. Lots of questions coming out of this mm-hmm. with some answers, some surprises. But uh, hey, before we do that, let's just get a couple news items out of the way. You ready? Yeah. All right. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base in range. You rebel scum. Hey, Mike, before we get into 
couple items of Rebels news. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of a serious thing happened. Uh, it, this is like breaking news in the last, what, couple hours uh, for us uh, here on a Thursday. Uh, Harrison Ford was in a plane crash on a golf course. And I, did you see the picture of the plane? It was actually like a, a war plane. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks like he's practicing for Indiana Jones or something. Yeah. Uh, my, yeah. my first thought after uh, uh, immediately thinking like, oh, I, I hope he's all right. Because the initial reports were that he was in critical condition. But now yes. yeah, I, right. I confirmed by, by his son, actually, uh, I believe Ben. Right, uh, right. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, Ben. Uh, he's, uh, okay, here's the tweet. Uh, at the hospital, dad is okay, battered, but okay. He is every bit the man you would think he is. He is an incredibly strong man. So he's actually, uh, a lot of the news reports are, are updating it and saying that he's in he's in fair condition now. Like, he's he's all right. He's, yeah, he's going to be fine. okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, he walked away from the crash, right? Uh, I... <laughs> So the first thing that I thought was, wow, I'd hate to see what the TIE fighters look like <laughs> that, that, yeah. uh, that he was fighting up there. Yeah. But because uh, yeah. I'm sure that they're in smithereens. Right. But oh, uh, man, Twitter was ablaze with just every single yeah. Harrison, uh, Indiana Jones, Star Wars reference. Yeah. And it was, Fly, it was pretty yes, great. Land. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good. So now no, he now, was OK. It was yeah, funny. Now that yeah. we know that he's all right, uh, we can make yeah. the jokes. It's it's OK. Uh, but yeah. but man. Oh, wow. I was scared for a minute there. I mean, uh, the other thing that we'll note really quick right off the bat is is the passing of Leonard Nimoy this right. past Friday, almost a week ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that hit, the, that hit the community hard, whether you're a Star Wars or a Star Trek fan. Uh, right. I think everybody likes Leonard Nimoy. So that yeah. was... That was rough, and then to read this, it was like, oh no, oh no, not yeah. again. And this would have been even worse. Uh, oh yeah, we wouldn't have. Been, I, got, I don't know if I would have been able to record tonight. Uh, you know, it's. I got the same info that you did. Yeah. It was at, that first initial thing was critical, and you and the first thing, or maybe the second thing was, holy crap, what's going to happen to episode eight? Yeah, and you know what I mean. Like, that's like what you start thinking about. Like, what are they going to do? I mean. They, you start thinking, are they going to have to write him out of the thing? You know, what's going to happen? So luckily it was, you know, false reporting. And like you said, he did pretty much walk away from it. Yeah. So that's good to know. And hey, this guy's had his leg broken already. <laughs> uh, you know, you can't keep on down. This this guy is, is pretty tough. Yeah. So for being 70, what is he, 70, 71 or whatever. Uh, 72 to, uh, years old. 72 and walk away yeah. from that. That's, that's pretty, yeah. uh, that's pretty tough. So that is good good news that he is okay yeah and of course you know like you said about Leonard Nemo hey um great it seemed like a, a pretty pretty cool guy and never like you said everybody liked him and yeah. I and I did think he lived he lived very long and he did prosper so absolutely uh raise a glass to him hey um a couple more things before we go here yes uh so some more um one confirmed cast member for season two and another question mark. We'll get to the first one. Yeah. Sarah Michelle Geller, which I don't know too much. Of course, I know her from was uh, Buffy and uh, a couple other yep. things. But obviously, Buffy, I think, is the big one, right? Um, mm-hmm. anything, anything else? I mean, she's joining. I guess she's the, I didn't even know this. She's the wife of um, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah. So he yeah. kind of got her into the, you know, he kind of got, got her into the part, I'm sure. What she's doing, I have no idea. But hey, this is another big time actor coming into. I get well, not let's. I mean, let me rephrase that. Maybe not big time, but 
I think maybe in the in the in the geek culture, maybe she's pretty yeah. pretty big. What do you think? What do you what's yeah. your feeling? I think it's definitely a high profile person to be bringing in for this specific type of role. Um, uh, we don't know who she's playing yet. Uh, I have a few guesses. If you've seen the Rebels recon for the for uh, the season finale, you mm-hmm. see, saw some sneak peeks at season two. Oh, I know what you're going. And yeah. Uh, yeah. there's a whole squadron, Phoenix Squadron, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, there it's it's a bunch of A-wing pilots, right? And right. Uh, my my guess is that she's one of those pilots. The other character she could be playing. And I think this is a bit more of a long shot because I don't know why you wouldn't bring Cat Tabor in to do it, uh, but maybe because Cat Tabor did play Padme on Clone Wars for so long, um, mm-hmm. maybe stay away from her. But but Cat has played Leia in the past, so so maybe uh, yeah maybe Sarah Michelle Gellar is in there for that role. But I would I was thinking Leia too. Yeah, I was thinking that. Yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see. I uh, I'm I'm actually guessing that she's already been in the recording studio once mm-hmm. before because another thing that that Dave Filoni said is that to keep everybody off the track of who Fulcrum was, as we'll discuss, I we uh, we we know that they used some other actors for Fulcrum's voice at certain times. So I, I wouldn't be surprised right. if they just had Sarah Michelle Geller come in there uh, when she was, you know, coming to coming in with her husband at some point. Go, oh, just uh, I record these three lines of dialogue, <laughs> would you? Yeah. Um, and yeah. that would kind of keep everybody off, off the trail. Because uh, there were some people who were like, oh, is she Ahsoka? And it's like, no, of course she's not Ahsoka. Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. That's mm-hmm. like that's like having somebody else come in to play Han Solo in Episode Seven. It's like no, you you either get Harrison <laughs> Ford or you don't get Han Solo. Yeah. Um, I but yeah, I I so there's some speculation. There's still speculation as to who she'll be playing. But you know what? I we will probably see her and find out more at Star Wars Celebration, Celebration. which is yeah, season two, which is so close. I can taste it, man. It is. <laughs> yeah so close yeah yeah, yeah I, I think you're right too i mean who knows maybe she's uh well maybe not in the exact uh uh premiere for season two but like you said we're going to be down there and in pretty pretty soon here with yeah. 40 days or something like that yeah so um the other thing too the other this is the question mark and this is a kind of a spoiler for those who are trying to stay spoiler free um we got some things are going on, on the internet about sam Whitworth joining the star wars rebels cast and although that necessarily isn't like a big bombshell yeah um you know because we kind of thought he would come back i mean he did some great great stuff for for the clone wars um there's some there's some rumors going around that he could play the emperor and for those of you who haven't heard him play the emperor let, let me just play this quick clip for you he starts out with obi-wan which is not obviously as good as the guys who do it but he transitions into the Emperor, and uh, it sounds just in case you missed it. Here's a so clip from good. our last live broadcast. Check this out. Now, you're a big Star Wars fan. Yes. You gotta have a favorite line, at least from one of the movies. Can you say it in the voice of the character? I think there's two. There's two. Okay, there's you can do two. two. Um, in the voice of the character, you're saying. Uh huh. Um, you'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. There's that. And then Nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> and then there's, 
Um, how is it? Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> uh, I wish we, we, if we would have done this in the first segment, that's all I would have been doing. Do another one, do another yeah. one. <laughs> you know, do another. You've paid the price for your lack of vision. Yeah, that Ian McDermott, you know, you talk about villainous characters. Um, okay, Mike. Yeah. Here, here in that, I mean, I, this is no disrespect to Ian Abercrombie, but you, if, if you just played that to me, I would have thought that was Ian McDermott. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, he has it down. He's got it down, yeah. Perfect. You know, Holy crap. Here's what I'll say. Uh, Ian Abercrombie, I... I Passed, so it's unfortunate. You can't you can't mm-hmm. have him continue the legacy, but right. I he was the pitch perfect person to play Palpatine, to play Senator or sorry, uh, Chancellor Palpatine in the Clone Wars, right? Because right. that was much more about I uh, I uh, the the I don't know the um the diplomatic side of that character, right? The one that we're used to seeing during the prequel era, um, mm-hmm. but. If Sam Witwer is in to play the Emperor for the post uh, Revenge of the Sith era, then yes, absolutely. Like that yeah. is that is perfection. Um, I, it's oh, actually yeah. when when Ian Abercrombie passed, uh, I, I had hoped that Sam Witwer, because he was already in the studio to do Darth Maul, that he would also be doing the Emperor, um, be doing mm-hmm. Palpatine, but. That was not the case. We got Tim Curry for those couple of episodes. Uh, thankfully, we still had Ian Abercrombie for the 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 Darth Maul Death Watch arc. Mm-hmm. Um, but those couple of episodes, I I, I guess um, in season five, uh, that that we did have um, uh, Tim Curry for. I I'm not a big fan. Uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of Tim Curry. Don't get me wrong; I love Tim Curry, but he he wasn't quite the right. I don't know. No. It was a very it was a different take on the character, and it took mm-hmm. a little bit of getting used to, especially with Ian Abercrombie being so incredible uh, mm-hmm. in that role for so long on the Clone Wars. Um, right. So there, there. To me, if you if you uh, if you can't get Ian McDiarmid, uh, who is obviously you know he's your number one. But if you can't get him, then the next best thing is to get Sam Witwer because mm-hmm. he actually Sam Witwer has played the Emperor previously. He played him in the Correct, first Unleashed yes. video games. So right, yeah. I I and and in those games he is pitch perfect. He just he hits that he hits the the evil Emperor tone so perfectly. It is mm-hmm. just like you said. If you didn't know, you wouldn't know. Right. Oh no. Yeah, he's, I mean, and what they're doing with the Rebels, Mike, as we've seen this season, I mean, they're bringing out the people. I mean, Frank yeah. Oz, James yeah. Earl Jones. So it's, it's no, it would be no shock to, to see Sam Witwer come in to do the Emperor because that is, that's what you want right there. Yeah. I mean, that's as close as you're going to get. So I'm really psyched, man. I hope he, hope he does that because as we'll talk, at, I guess, at the end of this and talk about season two, um, it's quite possible that we will see him uh seeing where they're going with with vader and all that so wow good stuff man anything else uh going on as far as rebels that we need to uh, address before we hit the recap 
Uh, no, you know, I think everything else is kind of within the episode, and we'll, we'll kind of talk about okay. it as it comes up. I mean, there's definitely a lot yeah. of stuff from that Rebels Recon uh, yeah. involving Season 2, but maybe we'll save yeah. that. Uh, I'll save it for the end, yeah. Yeah, for the end, and, and a little bit for uh, uh, when we get more information as we get closer to and after C- uh, uh, Star Wars Celebration. So okay. we'll have lots All to right. talk about. Yes, yes, let's get into the recap. Cool. Here. Jedi Master Luminata and Julia has been in prison somewhere in the Stygian system. We can't pass this up. Use the Force! Ezra, your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot more at stake than you realize. Well, kid. Hold it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. All right, here we go with fire across the galaxy. The rebels infiltrate uh, an airfield on Lothal. Sabine distracts the stormtroopers guarding the base long enough for Zeb and Ezra to sneak aboard a transport ship. They hijack the freighter and pick up Sabine, who has left behind a parting gift for the Imperials. The rebels take off into the night as the base Bases TIE fighters explode behind them. The stolen transport will allow the rebels to, clo- uh, to get close to Mustafar, where the Empire has taken Kanan. He is being held on Tarkin's Star Destroyer, which is surrounded by three other destroyers, and they'll need a distraction in order to board. Hera suddenly wishes Sabine hadn't destroyed all the TIEs at the Imperial base, but Ezra has a solution. He reveals that he and Zeb never actually destroyed the TIE they stole a while back and that the craft is hidden away on Lothal. When they reach the fighter, Zeb is dismayed to find that Sabine has painted it bright orange. Hera assures him that it will still work, since they only need to get the ship past the Imperial scanners, and the crew agrees to proceed with the plan. So, Mike, we get into this uh, right from the next epi- or from the previous episode, yeah. and Sabine is up to her tricks. I mean, this is her forte right here, planting explosives, uh, on these bunches of high. she's and here's a here's a good thing she's known as the artist now so she has like a the stormtroopers referred to as the artist mm-hmm. so she's got like a a, a a nickname going around now uh, with these explosions and what she does to these uh, these different imperial vessels or whatever and uh, man now these stormtroopers are really really bad they did I mean I was watching it going holy crap they can't I know they're bad, but this was this was really bad. Uh, but of course, the big thing in this particular set of this these particular scenes here, Mike, was the fact that as we talked about many many shows ago, I think it was uh, fighter fighter flight, right? Um, Ezra and Zeb did hide the Tie Fighter, so yeah. that did come back, and we saw that right here in the season finale. And uh, like I said, back in, I think that was in fighter flight that they did that. So. I think so. Back in, like, I think there was a second episode, and uh, here we are rounding out season one, and they, we go back to that. So I thought that was kind of neat how they were able to use that. So what, what do you think about this first thing, Mike? For, yeah, first it's, uh, I, it's cool because it kind of harkened back to our first real introduction to Sabine in her little, uh, her little vignette from before the season proper started, right? Uh, right. Where, where she basically did the same thing. Um, so it was cool. It was cool to see that again. I really loved the moment when when they blow the the 
the landing pad and the the smoke curls up. Oh, did you see that? Yeah, yeah. It It took me a couple of times to see that. Yeah. And uh, I'm glad you pointed that out because I had written that down. Just like, yeah, that was that was kind of neat. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's that was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode. Um, I mean, (laughs) I have a favorite part of the episode, and there's a lot in this episode to love. There are at least three or four moments that stand out. Uh, but this is definitely one of them because it, it's kind of, uh, it's just a great uh, uh, visual moment um, uh, of that of that logo kind of just vaguely being uh, shown in the smoke. Um, I, oh, I just, yeah. I, 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 I can't help but think that it was somewhat intentional on, on Sabine's part. She knew what she was doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, I love it. I, 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 this episode gets off... Uh, to a great start and it uh, it doesn't stop this oh, yeah. the, this is the pace that I have been wanting from rebels since mm-hmm. since spark of rebellion uh, spark of rebellion started with uh, uh, this great pace similar to to uh, a new hope and uh, and then I feel like somewhere along the way it kind of slowed down a little bit Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that I didn't enjoy the episodes. I just feel like the some of the stories could have been told in a more succinct manner. Like they could have been a little bit quicker. Um, mm-hmm. Just in, in in regards to sort of the the pace of the storytelling. Because um, uh, what I like to see is that Retur- Return of the Jedi breakneck pace of like we're here and now we're here and now we're here and now we're here and now we're split up and we're doing this and we're doing this and they're doing this and that like return of the jedi doesn't really give you a moment to breathe right there's there is uh one moment with with uh obviously with uh yoda's death and then and then following that the the briefing on uh, uh you know sort of with the with the rebel fleet um with han and leia and lando and everybody but other than that, uh, we don't really get a lot of rest in that movie. It's you're kind of just going from one thing to the next, mm-hmm. and that's what I want to see in Rebels a little bit more. And we got it in this episode. We definitely got it right up until that awesome reveal at the end of the episode. There's two reveals in a row that are just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, uh, but we'll yeah. we'll get there here. Y'all. Yeah. I've, go ahead. You want to go? Uh, you no. You have something to say. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say no. I think like this last act is is like you say. It's just like Return of the Jedi. It's mm-hmm. just breakneck. I mean, going back and forth, and just some of the imagery uh, harkens right back to those, you know, Falcon seeing fifty ties coming at you. So, but we'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. And and Hera too. I thought was interesting here that she actually uh, gave the crew like it was like their choice. Like, hey, you don't have to do this um, with me. You know, this is this is your choice. If if you want to do it, but of course, I mean, these guys, they've been together for, for a while now, and, and there's no way they're not going to help each other out and, and all be on board with this. So uh, I just thought it was interesting that she kind of left it up to them. But uh, go ahead, Mike, we got some big stuff coming up. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the Inquisitor continues torturing and interrogating Kanan. He wants to know about Fulcrum, but Kanan maintains that he knows nothing of a larger rebellion. Attempting to break the Jedi's resolve, the Inquisitor recounts the death of Kanan's master, Depa Balaba, and calls him a coward for running when she and the Jedi Order needed him most. 
like your master. Tell me, Jedi, how did you survive Order 66? Hmm? It was your master, Bilaba, who laid down her life for yours. Do you remember her last word to you? Her last and final breath before she died? You do, don't you? You see it in your sleep. You'll hear her voice when you wake. Tell me, Jedi, what was her last word to you? Run. And does your loyal and precious crew know you ran as your master fell? Abandoned her and the Jedi Order when they needed you most. What do you think your rebels would do if they knew their leader was a coward? You're even afraid of your own power. You don't have the courage to wear your full saber out in the open. Let me tell you something, Jedi. You're right to be afraid. You couldn't save your master then, and you can't save your followers now. Woohoo, Mike, I'll tell you what. <laughs> the Inquisitor is playing some mind games mm -hmm. with Kanan. And, and, oh, man, I love this, man. I love it. And this is why I'm kind of sad to see what goes on later. But, wow. Uh, the Inquisitor, like I said, he gets inside Kanan's head. Um, Kanan's master, uh, Balaba, obviously, but we find out what's going on here, uh, that she did, in fact, lay down her life to save him. And she told him, hey, get yeah. out of here. And... and I don't know if we'll ever see what exactly happened, but obviously she sacrificed herself to uh, to save Kanan. So, so that was obviously a big kind of reveal because now we get to understand why what's going on with Kanan a little bit and some of the fear that he kind of overcomes uh, in this episode. So, uh, pretty pretty revealing stuff, Mike. Huh? Yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think that we'll see anything of this because uh, I don't think that we'll get flashbacks. Uh, mm -hmm. in, no. in the series but we can look forward to the comic and seeing Kanan uh, and his story within that comic so so it is we will get it we will get to see it but uh, right but not uh, not within the context of the series um, and uh, that comic man that comic hits soon actually uh, I right. think it, I think it's the beginning of April is mm -hmm. when that starts so that is something to look forward to for sure, uh, and uh, I'm I'm going to be reading that as it comes out. Yeah, and, me too. Uh, and and we'll probably do uh, whenever the first arc for that wraps up. We'll do a we'll yeah. do an episode here uh, uh, to let every sort of recap everything and talk talk it all out. But but yeah, right. um, the Inquisitor definitely being hardcore. That is for sure. He's uh, yeah. he's one to. Uh, He's not one to take lightly, but uh, maybe Kanan's up to the task. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it's just funny that he's uh, he's obviously a different villain or a different um, than Vader is is you know the Inquisitor. He it looks like he he just loves and relishes in the the mind torture as much as the regular torture, and he just loved to get the the point across that Kanan is afraid. Yeah. And that's why he doesn't have, uh, that's why you can't defeat him. He's basically telling him, hey, you're afraid of whatever it is you're afraid of. And I'm always going to be dominant over you because you're afraid. So I thought, I just, I just man, I love the Inquisitor. Uh, the rebels arrive at Mustafar. Ezra reaches out with the force and senses that Kanan is still alive. He, Hera transmits fake Imperial transponder codes. 
allowing Chopper to remotely pilot the stolen tie into the hangar bay of Tarkin's Star Destroyer. Sabine has filled the fighter's cockpit with an EMP explosives, which detonate and disable the massive ship's power systems. Hera docks the transport on the side of the destroyer, and the rebels board the ship, leaving Chopper behind to guard the freighter. And real quick, Mike, just before you uh, continue here, uh, the stormtroopers, funny line here. They come in, and, he, and one of them says, hey, I kind of like that. You know, the way he talks about, that doesn't belong here. You know, they, the painted one comes in, and one of them says, that's not regulation. And, and the other yeah. one says, oh, I kind of like that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, it, and you know what it is? It's a funny line, but, but you can also get from it that, you know what? They're, they're kind of trying to point out that these stormtroopers are, these are just enlisted people. Yeah. And, and they have questions like that. They're not like the clones where it's all business. I mean, they, they see something and they comment on it. Just, yeah. you know, these are just, they're like security guards. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's, it's kind are. of funny. I thought that was a good line. They're space uh, small cops. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All I need is a little, you know, uh, segues to ride around on a fly a little yeah. bit or something, you know? So anyway, I thought that was a good line. Go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, knocking out the power also disabled Tarkin's all clear signal and the other Star Destroyers send reinforcements to aid the crippled flagship. Squads of stormtroopers unload from troop transports in the hangar. They quickly corner the rebels and cut off their route to Kanan's cell. Ezra climbs into a ventilation shaft and continues on while Hera, Zeb, and Sabine deal with the Imperials. Chopper spots more reinforcements approaching, and he contacts Fulcrum with a plea for help. Uh, I like that this moment... When they get cornered and they're like, oh no, how are we going to get to Kanan? Mm-hmm. Hera has the idea of, of, uh, of Ezra going up in, the, uh, in the, the, the ventilation shaft. And uh, it's, I think it's, it's pretty clever because uh, I, it, it sort of harkens back to that first episode, to, to Spark of Rebellion. That's uh-huh. how he got out of the, the closet there in inside the ghost right and he was crawling around inside the ventilation shaft so, oh right yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it was uh it was kind of a callback there and i like that i like that they were sort of acknowledging that right. first episode yes now what's up with chopper here now as we find out Hera is pretty much she knows about fulcrum but yeah obviously chopper must know or know how because he's the one that contacted uh fulcrum so Obviously, Chopper's in on it, too, I guess, Mike? Yeah, I, w- this is the thing, is that we don't know where Chopper came from. Uh, he, he's mm, not, true, true, yeah. He's not in A New Dawn. Uh, we know that he was cobbled together uh, by by members of, of the Ghost crew, but mm-hmm. um, I, think, I think other than Hera, Chopper is the only one with information. Mm-hmm. Um, that he's the only other one who really knows what's going on so okay um i don't know we when as we discover more about his his past i think we might discover just where he came from and how why he has that that ability that the 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 contact information for yeah for right. fulcrum now i mean it could be just as simple as as i i him being the droid he's the one who runs the communications so when they need to talk to fulcrum he's the one that they go through right so so he just knows how to contact fulcrum and just took a shot mm-hmm. right um whether or not chopper knew what was going to happen there 
is maybe maybe not as clear but I uh, but yeah I don't know I, I thought it was uh, I thought it was pretty I thought it was pretty cool that I just that I just thought Chopper it was saves the day a little bit yeah I I was thinking I think I maybe going a little too far that that uh, maybe Fulcrum had something to do with Chopper getting on this crew uh, yeah. just to kind of keep an eye on things and and to do that if if he ever needed to contact her so but you know who knows we'll find out maybe uh, Ezra finds Kanan's cell and frees his master yeah they they leave the detention area and find themselves face to face with the inquisitor on a narrow walkway in the star destroyer's cavernous engine room with his own weapon still in the inquisitor's possession Kanan borrows Ezra's lightsaber and charges into battle he surprises the Inquisitor by firing off a volley of energy blasts from the weapon before igniting the blade and engaging in an intense duel. Ezra uses the Force to snatch Kanan's confiscated lightsaber from the Inquisitor's belt. The Jedi Hunter ignites the second blade of his saber and battles both Jedi at once. So, Mike, of course, this obviously, you know, immediately I think of the uh, fight with uh, Darth Maul, yeah. you know, in the theme palace there. And uh, just some callbacks to that. But I think the funny part was Ezra going, wow, he, you know, he's, as Kane is running and shooting at the same time. <laughs> and come on, that's perfect. He's, well, I didn't know. I, why didn't I think of that? It's perfect. Perfect yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, great. I mean, this, this is where it really starts to kick off uh, with the fight between these two and the ingenuity of Kanan to use Ezra's lightsaber in a, in a new way. So what'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I loved it. Um... I it kind of it's funny because there's the moment where I I I don't remember what episode it was from maybe it was was it in the one with Lando where where he sort of reveals what it does and and I don't remember if he said it or if somebody else said it to him but it was like it, I oh, mine doesn't do that or something like that or I, I oh Kanan yeah. yeah yeah somebody says to Kanan like oh yours doesn't do that or something some, there's something like that. And I just thought like that's a it's it's perfect that that he gets his hands on on Ezra's lightsaber for the first time and what does he do he he, he shows up uh, Ezra and it's like why didn't I think of that like using it <laughs> to uh, to fire at the same time as it's sort of like as your own covering fire as your uh, as your your fighting in a in a lightsaber duel yeah it's, uh, yeah it's it's it was pretty great I it's a uh, Kanan is a very resourceful Jedi. Uh, I, he's he's clever. Uh, I'm I'm excited for that comic to see a little bit more of his character come out in that way. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. <clears throat> uh, Ezra fights bravely, but he is no match for the trained killer. The Inquisitor hurls his lightsaber at him, and Ezra manages to deflect it but the force of the blow causes him to lose his footing and fall off the walkway. Kanan cries out in despair, but quickly regains his composure. He retrieves his fallen lightsaber, ignites his blade and, and Ezra's, and attacks his foe with renewed ferocity. That was a mistake. Why? Because you have no one left to die for you. So, Mike, I just wanted to play that real quick. Just to, we talked about the fear earlier. Yeah. And 
after seeing, you know, Ezra fall over, he pretty much let go of everything. And he says, maybe, as he's saying, I have nothing to fear, so I have, I'm not afraid to die. So he kind of, kind of, kind of loosens up a little bit. Um, I guess it's up to a little bit of interpretation, but I just wanted to play that just to show that he kind of lets go and lets go of that fear. Um, meanwhile, Hera, Sabine, and Zeb evade the stormtroopers and head for the hangar bay. Hera tries to contact Ezra via comlink to check on his status and fill him in on the new escape plan. Ezra is alive, having landed on another walkway below. Hera calls, uh, calls, to wake him, uh, calls him to wake him up, and he looks up to see Kanan battling confidently in a way he has, uh, he has never before. So what do you think, Micah? Any, any theories on, on what happened that he thought Ezra was dead, so he kind of let go? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I, that uh, the, uh, the Inquisitor sort of alluded to it before <clears throat> in saying that, that, you know, Kanan is afraid of his own power. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's absolutely the case. Um, uh, so this is sort of uh, with nothing left to lose. Uh, and he's, he's always been kind of afraid of... of as like losing Ezra, right? So with nothing left to lose, he mm-hmm. he has no reason to hold back anymore. Um, and I think like there's a certain amount of fear ab- about you know the uh, about the dark side and and uh, being one of the only Jedi left, having to hide that uh, aspect of himself for so long that that he is, I think he is afraid of being a Jedi, but in this moment. He realizes that that has been holding him back, and now with nothing holding him back, he's he's incredibly powerful, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as as I've said before, uh, many times, uh, I, I the the Inquisitor may be a more skilled swordsman, but Kanan is absolutely more powerful. Uh, he is he is a more powerful Jedi. He's a more powerful user of the Force, um, and once you remove that that thing that's kind of blocking him, uh, he he becomes infinitely more powerful, more mm-hmm. formidable. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I it's a it's a pretty fantastic uh, battle after after that point, and. Oh, uh, yeah. I I mean just the moment when he when he sticks the lightsaber in between the the the, the inquisitors cuz the inquisitor you know spins his lightsaber blade and it's like well how easy is this and he just yeah. pops it right yeah. um and it ends up uh, as we'll see in a second uh, uh, setting off sort of a chain reaction within the star destroyer right. um but it's uh, it, it, once he mastered his fear he he's kind of unstoppable, right? And that's yeah. that's sort of the the key to being a Jedi. So, well, also, and and when you think back to when Kanan has fought the Inquisitor, it's always been on the defense. Whereas yes. you know he's trying to get away or he's trying to bide time, so he's never really been on the offensive. Now you know Jedi, of course, are you know it's supposed to be defense or whatever. Um, but you know, like he's never, and here's the, here's the point where he can actually go on the offensive and he's actually showing how good he is, you know, and especially like you said with the force, I mean, he's really good with that. Yeah. So, um, but here's the big part, Mike, go ahead with that. Uh, sorry. Uh, where are we at? Uh, 
Jedi slowly. Oh, sorry. Uh, the Jedi slowly overpowers the Inquisitor, backing him toward the edge of the central platform. The Inquisitor tries to protect himself by spinning his double-bladed lightsaber in front of his body, but Kanan jabs his two sabers inside the circular hilt of the enemy's weapon and slices it apart. The Inquisitor staggers backwards and falls, but manages to hold on to the edge of the platform. The two halves of his lightsaber fall into the Star Destroyer's reactor core, igniting an inferno in the engine room. The Inquisitor tells Kanan that he has unleashed something terrible, and that some things are far more frightening than death. He lets go of the platform and falls, engulfed by the growing flames. I was a coward, but now I know there's something stronger than fear, far stronger, the Force. Let me show you how strong it is. Okay, Mike, there it is. We finally got uh, our first big, big death for season one. Mm -hmm. uh, the Inquisitor goes down, like you said. Kanan was able to go in between his round uh, hilt and, you know, knock his lightsaber in half and knock him over. And obviously the big thing here is what you heard right there is, is the Inquisitor saying, you know, basically let himself go, so, you know, saying, hey, there's, I'd rather kill myself than to deal with what am I have to deal with now that I've failed again? And uh, obviously, I think he's talking about the Emperor and uh, Vader. What do you think, Mike? Uh, yeah, yeah. He, I think he's definitely talking about Vader. And and Dave Filoni uh, mentioned uh, in an interview, I think, recently, that Vader in this era, sort of before A New Hope, before Empire in particular, uh, is much more ferocious. He's He's... Uh, he has nothing to live for at this mm -hmm. point, right? right. Uh, it's sort of, I think in that moment that he discovers that Luke is out there, his character changes. Now all of a sudden he has uh, a way of defeating the Emperor. So his focus changes, right? And we see that in Empire Strikes Back. It, it becomes less about destroying the Rebellion mm -hmm. um, and enforcing... Uh, the Emperor's rule as it is finding Luke and overthrowing the Emperor, right? So um, what we're, I think what we're seeing here is uh, what, what, what's being referred to here, I should say, is that, that Vader is, <clears throat> he is someone to be feared. And I think uh, everything that we've sort of been surmising about the Inquisitor's has been correct that mm -hmm. that you know they're they're sort of uh these dark jedi ish pupils under vader's watch that i i think if you fail i uh, vader doesn't uh doesn't hesitate to deal with you so mm -hmm. right right yeah it's it's 
you kind of, I guess you can look at the Inquisitor kind of like you see in other movies where um, you always have the, the bad guy and then you have his minions that go out and try to do stuff. And, and once they know they failed, they're like, uh, you know, they take a poison pill or, you yeah. know, Harry Carrier or whatever they do, you know, they just can't face their their master again and with, with the uh, shame of not completing the task. So uh, did you also, here's one thing I want to ask you. Did you notice the, and I don't know if this is me, it had to be part of the episode. The, it kind of did like a slow motion type of um, thing at, at a certain point of this fight. Did you did you see that? Did your TV do that? Uh, I'm trying to remember. Uh, it's not necessarily slow motion, but it was definitely a. Uh, they did something with the framing where it just it made it almost like dream statish for a second. Uh, as as uh, the Inquisitor was spinning his blade. And it yeah. happened twice, and I don't know if you noticed that on yours, but yeah, it definitely maybe. was mine. Yeah, I, I, it sound that sounds vaguely familiar. It's, uh, I, I watched it obviously Monday night, and it's now Thursday as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So I, I, remembering back to the beginning of this week, <laughs> it's difficult. Yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it was interesting. Yeah, no, it's that sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't really recall anything. Yeah, specific. I just wondering. Yeah. 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 But but of course I mean the fight I mean it was a great fight I still don't know if I like these lightsaber fights better than I do the ones in the Clone Wars I'm still I haven't seen enough yet I guess maybe of yeah. the Clone Wars to see the the style because I, I love the stuff in the Clone Wars and this I was think, this was really good though yeah I think Clone Wars especially Clone Wars at its height I I was doing much more mm-hmm. with lightsaber fights but the, right. you're also talking about the era. Of the Jedi, right? So you're talking about the, yes, the lightsaber fights at their at their peak. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of that's when lightsabers were a thing, right? Um, so they're obviously going to be a little bit more sensational. I think that there is there's a a very specific um, aesthetic and and pacing that they're going for with the lightsaber fights and it's much more of the empire strikes back return of the jedi sort of thing mm-hmm. i i but there's a there is an element there there's an element where i think that the inquisitor definitely fights with that sort of old school jedi mentality mm-hmm. sort of that clone wars era um, uh, flair to his fighting, but then Kanan is much more of the like the Luke Skywalker, I uh, I uh, straightforward type of attack, and, and I think that that's that's one of the interesting things mm-hmm. about it. Um, and and to see, well, when we see more, um, and maybe when we eventually see, I uh, uh, Vader, I uh, get into the mix. Well, I think it, that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I just want him to just to kind of slow it down just a tad, just so I can kind of see. Yeah. I mean, because I watched it a few times, just the fight, and, and watching uh, the Inquisitor do some things. Like, wow, that was cool. I, and it goes so fast. It's like, just slow it down just a little bit for me, and then I'd, it'd be perfect. So, But, but I, like I said, this is the first season. Haven't had a lot yet, so we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'll continue here, Mike. Ezra joins Kanan, and they head for the hangar as the uh, explosions rock the ship. Tarkin and his officers reluctantly abandon their doomed vessel. Hera, Sabine, and Zeb make it safely to the hangar and take off in their stolen TIE fighter. Kanan and Ezra reach the hangar moments later and they commandeer the Inquisitor's personal TIE fighter to make their escape. Swarms of Imperial fighters pursue the rebels as they try to flee. 
Chopper was supposed to pick them up in the transport, but he is nowhere to be found. As the enemy closes in, all hope seems lost for the ghost crew. And holy crap, Mike, this, uh, this one point, like I said earlier, so much like Return of the Jedi. I mean, there's just chaos going right in the, in the, the uh, backdrop of Mustafar. Uh, TIE fighters all over the place. Fantastic uh, space battle going on, even though it's a small space battle. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really cool, though. Tons of, I mean, just that image of all those TIEs is flying around. Some of the targeting systems that we saw in the TIEs directly from the movies. So, yeah. Really enjoyed that, Mike. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, we're uh, in the nick of time. Chopper emerges from hyperspace in the transport followed by the Ghost and three Corellian Corvette cruisers. They obliterate the Imperial fighters, and, and Kanan and Hera dock their ties with the transport before they all make the jump to light speed. The Rebels reunite aboard the transport, and Kanan thanks his friends for rescuing him. But Ezra wonders, if Chopper was flying the transport, then who was piloting the ghost? So this is one of those those two moments that I'm talking about at the end. This, okay. this is absolutely my favorite moment of the uh, of the episode and i'll say this is my favorite moment of the entire season hmm. is uh, uh this moment yeah. of of the rebels the blockade runners busting yes. in yes. and and saving the day um i will say uh if kevin kiner ever hears this i uh, i love it so much when he writes his own music and comes up with new themes for star wars so much more than when he kind of just rehashes existing stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's been a lot of rehashing existing stuff this season, uh, or I should say in Rebels. Um, Clone Wars definitely had a lot more of its own unique stuff, and then, and then he would pepper in bits of themes here and there. But Rebels has been almost like... there's It's almost like royalty-free knockoffs of some of the classic music. Mm -hmm. And it's so close to the original Star Wars soundtrack uh, that it just doesn't sound right. Like if you're gonna do that, then just use just use the original stuff, right? Like compose the original music into a mm -hmm. new piece uh, with, with the with the timing and everything that you need. But why bother with that when he's such a good composer in his own right that he can take a very star Wars feeling moment and write his own music. And, and it's obviously, I mean, like there are components in there that I think are definitely borrowed from things like the, uh, uh, the reveal of the rebel f fleet in, uh, in empire strikes back, mm -hmm. um, which is a little bit more of a somber one, but, but sort of that same tone, uh, which is then carried into return of the Jedi. It, you, you feel it in this moment of, of these blockade runners bursting in, from hyperspace and and saving the day um it was just such a great moment it's everything that i want out of a star wars series and it's you know we didn't get a lot of space stuff we didn't get a lot of uh, mm. fighter ba uh, fighter battles or or uh, a sort of ship to ship combat in the clone wars we could always have done with more it was much more sort of on the ground stuff we've gotten way more in rebels than than uh, than in Clone Wars already, but um, you can always have more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more moments like this make make for good Star Wars, in my opinion. Yeah, and, uh, it really it really stands out to me from out of the whole season as just 
it's a perfect Star Wars moment. Just mm-hmm. those ships just coming in out of hyperspace. I just, I can see it so vividly yeah. in my mind, and I can hear <laughs> the music and everything. Like, it's just one of those Star Wars things that's that I think moment, that's yeah. why we're watching. That's what we're watching for. That and and that fight with the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and his end was just so perfect, the way that it was done. Um, we'll talk more about, about the Inquisitor and sort of uh, what that means for mm-hmm. season two uh, when, when we wrap this up. But, but yeah, like it just, this episode was so good. It was so perfect. Let's, uh, yeah, I, I love that. Should, should finish, finish it up. Finish it up. Okay, they return to the ghosts where Senator Bail Organa meets them via holographic transmission. Hera reveal, reveals that she has secretly been in contact with Organa and members of other rebel cells for some time now. They weren't supposed to meet in person in order to protect their identities. If one of them was captured by the Empire, um, but that has now changed. Uh, Fulcrum descends from the cockpit and reveals her true identity, Ahsoka Tano. She tells the ghost crew that it was necessary for the other rebels to come together and rescue them after Ezra's message inspired so many people. The next step for this fledgling rebel alliance is uncertain, but it is clear that a new chapter in their story is about to begin. Grand Moff Tarkin refern, uh, returns to Lothal. Agent Callus reports that rumors are beginning to spread about the events over Mustafar, and that some of the people are beginning to see the Empire as weak and vulnerable. Tarkin replies that the Emperor has provided a new solution for dealing with a rebel threat. A deep mechanical breath comes from the shuttle behind him, and Darth Vader emerges. I understand. I met you once, for a few moments. I don't even know your name. His name is Senator Bail Organa. And the crews of the blockade runners? Members of other rebel cells. There are other cells. We're a cell? Wait, did you know we were a cell? Um, no. We weren't supposed to meet. That way, if captured, we couldn't reveal the other rebels to the Empire. That was the protocol. The protocol has changed. Fulcrum. Ahsoka. My name is Ahsoka Tano. Why did you come here? Because of you and your apprentice. Many in this system and beyond have heard your message. You gave them hope in their darkest times. We didn't want that hope to die. So what happens now? I don't know. One chapter has closed for you, Ezra Bridger. This is a new day. A new beginning. We are getting reports of unrest all over Lothal. There are whispers from Mustafa. Some people see the Empire as weak, vulnerable. Not to worry, Agent Callus. The Emperor has sent an alternative solution. Oh my gosh what a way to end season one mike i mean mm-hmm. and, and this is kind of like bookends you know we were sort of kind of supposed to see him in the first episode right as we saw yeah. uh, that that special edition and then he bookends the end here with seeing him come off that shuttle uh but wow let's i mean wow look at that. a lot of stuff to break down here mike of course uh, a lot of speculation about who was fulcrum one of the biggest obviously well maybe the biggest um, question coming into the season finale, Mike, and we find out it's Ahsoka Tano. And let's talk about her real quick. Uh, Mike, obviously it's been 14, 15 years. 
Um, I love the fact that, of course, this is different animation, but the fact that they showed her growing up was so cool to see that. And her voice was a little different. The way she spoke was a little different. She actually has different lightsabers. So, man, so many questions about her, Mike, of where she, what she's been doing. You know, is she a Jedi again? What the heck is going on, Mike? But um, first thing, Ahsoka Tano, what'd you think? Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't see this coming a little bit. I, right, right. I obviously we've been we've been, as you said, speculating the entire season. As soon as Fulcrum sort of showed up at the beginning of the season, towards the beginning of the season, we're wondering, oh, who is this Fulcrum person? And I, uh, and and so the final reveal that it is in fact Ahsoka, I, I just so good to have the character back um oh yeah forget sort of forget how how long it's been uh, i since we've seen that character on screen and uh, and and it's just uh, you know where it was left in the clone wars and the fact that that storyline kind of never came back even though there was a planned story uh where we would see ahsoka again in uh in in season six um it's it's just good to see a familiar character. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, like, I mean, we've I think we've gotten pretty comfortable with the the crew of the ghost. Uh, so I don't want to sort of detract from that, and and I don't think that they will in season two. I think season two, Ahsoka will be used as a a, a special guest. Um, it's a, we already know that she's not going to be in every episode. She's not going to, you know, she's not moving on to the ghost. <laughs> she's not taking over as right. the leader or anything. I, I, there's obviously other characters to fill those roles within Rebels. Um, but this involvement uh, with the, the larger rebellion, um, the fact that, I mean, here's the thing. This is the thing. This is canon. Like, this right. is 100% canon. This is not some comic. This is not a book. This is not the old days of the expanded universe. This is part of the story of Star Wars. Ahsoka is now uh, confirmed as being an integral part of the formation of the Rebellion. Right. Uh, that, I think, is huge. I, I think oh, that yeah. that's massive. Um, this might be the biggest part of the story uh, that that Dave Filoni has been responsible for since the departure of George Lucas, since his retirement. Um, this re- like it changes a lot. It changes a lot of the expanded universe stuff that we already know. Uh, we're we're sort of getting bits and pieces through through some of these other novels of how things came together or what's going on within the larger rebellion. I. Uh, Obviously, there's still the mystery of does she make it out of Rebels? Does she make it into A New Hope, right? Um, mm-hmm. I think what what this spells most importantly, uh, you talk about bookends from the beginning of Season 1 to the end of Season 1. I, I think the more important thing is what this says for Season 2 yes. and where that's heading. And I think that Season 2 is heading to a... Uh, uh, the climax there is a, a confrontation between Ahsoka and vader um, yeah that's exactly where i was going yeah vader sees ahsoka alive again for the first time uh whether or not ahsoka knows that vader is anakin is 
Like, that is a big question that needs to be answered. Um, she may not know, right? Like, she may be completely in the dark in, in regards to that. And when, <laughs> when that reveal happens, uh, that could be devastating. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I could easily see a confrontation between those two characters at the end of season two, or maybe even mid-season in season two, but I, I would personally save it for the end of season two. Um, and just have that be the moment where he can kind of defeat her, uh, at least emotionally, and uh, and then you know get away and uh, and then they can have another confrontation later on, um, one that might be a little bit more final for one of the characters involved. Um, but who knows? I mean, with with them sort of telling this larger story and and weaving this into uh, the uh, the the classic trilogy we may discover that Ahsoka and Kanan and Ezra were part of the rebellion the entire time. And that, you know, they just weren't the focus of that story, that Luke was the focus of that story. Um, I don't know if it takes anything away from him for there to be other Jedi out there. Uh, or if it, maybe it'll inform some of the story in episode seven, but, but we'll see, you know, time's going to tell on that one. We'll, well, we'll definitely find out about one of those things by, <laughs> by yeah. this December. Um, but it's going to be an interesting journey discovering just how much involvement Ahsoka and these rebels have post uh, rebels and, and uh, I running into a new hope and Luke's story. Uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see what happens there. Yeah. Well, you know, you're talking about Ahsoka, and, and I think you're right as far as the, the, one of the biggest things coming from this, <clears throat> this episode for me was I immediately started thinking of, oh, man, Ahsoka and Vader. I mean, when you talk about seminal moments of this saga, I'm talking about the whole saga, you know, you're talking sometimes of, of the uh, Luke, I am your father, stuff like that. Seeing these two somehow interact again, and, and for some if it's crazy enough to where she finds out it is Anakin, I mean, you're talking one of these huge moments of the entire saga, Mike. I mean, this this could be huge as far as impact of, of the story and, and how impact on us as, as viewers, because we've all, you know, we started out not really caring much about Ahsoka, and now she's, we're excited she's back in Rebels. So that could lead up to one of those quote-unquote moments in this saga. That's what it is really, uh, I'm really excited to see what happens. And, and it seems like she's taken a, obviously a bigger role in this, in, in the Rebels, Mike. I mean, there's talking about there's more than just them. They, the crew finds that out. And I think Hera kind of knew that, obviously, uh, from the way they, she knew about Fulcum. She knew that there was other cells, it sounds like. But for this, the rest of the crew, they had no idea. So, uh, and then, of course, they talk about Ezra's uh, transmission. That kind of sparked... Um, Kind of sparked, yeah. Some 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 stuff, and that brought Ahsoka out of hiding, I guess. Or not maybe hiding, but brought her to the forefront. So, man, I just can't wait to see what they do in season two with Ahsoka. And, and like you said, if they meet with Vader, woo! Um, and let's see what else happened. I mean, a ton of stuff going on in in this particular. Port. We got Bale, of course, back Organa. 
and Kanan mentions, like, hey, you know, I only met you once. And at first I thought maybe he was going to be, I, there was some speculation, maybe he was Fulcrum. Uh, Leia was the other one. I think we talked about that, Mike. And then, of yeah. course, Ahsoka with some of the clues that were left around these couple episodes about her markings on the, on the crate and stuff like that. Interesting stuff. Um, but, of course, then we, get, we actually get to see Vader uh, on the screen there to end this. And, and wow, I, I love it. Of course, I'm a Vader guy. Um, I can't wait to see what they do if they bring James Earl Jones back. If you actually get some speaking lines, Mike, but yeah, oh my goodness, the way this thing ended, uh, very cool, very good stuff. Um, best, I mean, out of fourteen episodes, obviously this was the best one. That I, I, best oh, yeah, for me, hands down. yeah, hands, hands down, down, not even close. So, uh, as far as the season as a whole, though, I think you said it very early on, Mike, that this thing actually surpassed already what the Clone Wars was doing. Yeah, and. Uh, seeing what, what's coming in season two and some of these actors are already talking about and, and what happened in this finale. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fantastic. Can't wait for Celebration to see how we kick it off. Anything else uh, on this particular episode, Mike, uh, you want to mention? No, I, I, I mean, I, I think uh, we can talk a little bit about the Inquisitor mm-hmm. I, I, in this email because we've actually just got an email okay. to, yeah. uh, to get into. I, want me to, I can jump into that. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sure. Okay. Uh, so we've got an email from Mark Randolph, and he says, uh, Hi, Mike. The season finale has left me stunned. I had no one to vent my feelings to, and so I took to Twitter and contacted you because I knew you of all people could appreciate what I had just seen. Uh, seeing Kanan finally able to beat the Inquisitor was a good sight to see. The fact Kanan was able to master Ezra's lightsaber was proof of how doubt can hinder a Jedi's abilities. I think from this point on, we will see a, a much more confident and strong Jedi from Kanan. Also, Ezra was very lucky there was a mother beam, uh, sorry, another beam below below them, and I also find it hard to believe neither the Inquisitor nor Kanan thought to look over the side uh, to see just how far Ezra had fallen. Uh, the best part of this episode, though, was no doubt the final five minutes. Seeing Vader do his march uh, to get down to business to destroy some rebels. And, of course, the one moment of this show that stole the entire season, the reveal of Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I am still in shock to see her and am so curious to see what will happen from this point on in the series. I'm glad to, I'm glad to see that she is a big part of the Rebel Alliance. I cannot wait for season two and I'm ready to take this ride into the Force. Uh, also, a very different side note. Seriously, oh, sorry. This is uh, this is some quiver stuff, uh, arrow related stuff. Did Roz honestly? Uh, I you know I'm not gonna say this part because it I didn't read through to the end of the email because this is uh, spoilers for Arrow. So if people aren't caught up on Arrow, <laughs> they need to go watch the rest of Arrow and then uh, listen to Quiver the Green Arrow podcast at quiverpodcast.com. But uh, Mark snuck in some quiver spoilers or sorry Arrow spoilers in there I, I but he says uh, he, he uh, finishes out with stay sharp arrowheads and may the force be with you um, nice. but uh, yeah I, I I mean as you can see we're not the only ones that were sort of floored by no. the events yeah. of, of this episode and uh, we haven't really talked that much about the fact that the, the Inquisitor is gone uh, that, yeah. that character right. is, yeah. is done uh, we sort of got a little hint that that uh, that that might be the case, 
um, going into season two. And I think that we had talked about, you know, the Inquisitor sort of need, needing to be dealt with one way or another um, by the end, sort of by either by the end of this season or by the end of next season. So I, I, I'm not surprised that, that he's gone, but I, but it is going to definitely be uh, an absence felt um, uh, with, uh, with, with the loss of the, the character and the, and the voice actor, of course. Right, right. So what this is here's a question and you know I remember we talked about that there was more than one inquisitor but yeah. when you see this episode and you see that they're going to use the talents of Vader you know are we going off the, the inquisitor now so it's kind of confusing there like yeah you know, are we getting a different um, inquisitor now you know yeah Sounds like I don't know Vader. The, it's it is a little bit weird to uh, say sort of uh, the thing is is that Dave Filoni I, it was either Dave Filoni or um, or Pablo Hidalgo who who had said that you know there are there's more than one Inquisitor out there um, that that this Inquisitor is just one of many Inquisitors I but the show never actually confirmed that like no, it was it never actually yeah. confirmed on screen they left that kind of vague so uh, i maintain that that uh, uh one of those characters from uh episode seven that we've seen in the trailer in the teaser trailer uh kylo ren that he is an inquisitor uh i think uh, i think what happened is is after the fall of the emperor and vader that the inquisitors took over the empire um, and sort of ruled it with with a similar uh, uh, structure to the way that the Jedi uh, had their council, right? Um, that that these Inquisitors kind of came together, these dark Jedi, and uh, and and sort of have continued the tyranny of the Empire. That's a that's just a guess, uh, and and we'll see. But because I think that that there will be connections between Rebels and and Episode Seven. Uh, that we'll be seeing before uh, before long, uh, mm. probably probably a Star Wars celebration. That would be my guess: is that there are other Inquisitors, but that Kanan and Ezra have drawn the the attention of Vader specifically, um, and uh, more importantly, I think that the Force is guiding Ahsoka and and Vader towards a confrontation. That, mm-hmm. that that's something that needs to happen um, that might be one of the first things that sort of puts Vader on the path towards uh, redemption you, you never know right that could be sort of that that first hint towards it um, uh, in a confrontation with Ahsoka so uh, right. knowing where things go by the end of Return of the Jedi I, there might be some some connections there but yeah I don't sorry go ahead Oh, I was just gonna say, it's just like we didn't get a lot of information or 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 backstory or what are we gonna call it of the Inquisitors. It's kind of like, well, what exactly was he? Where did they? You know, we didn't get anything. Like, where did they come from? That's why it's kind of confusing because yeah. they didn't flesh out the character at all, really. Uh, and then they're bringing Vader. It looks like he's gonna do all the dirty work now. So that's what kind of out of this episode, like, wow, seeing him die was a huge thing because. Where do we go from here? Do we see him again? So, like you said, Mike, maybe maybe we will see him in uh, in future episodes, way down the line, or or in episode seven. So, who was it that sent the email? 
All right, that was from Mark. I was gonna say, Mark, he uh, he had the same sentiment as I mean, you saw Twitter, Mike, and 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 yeah. all the websites. I mean, it was it was going crazy. Even Filoni was kind of floored by the the um, the feedback from the episode. It was so good, so so positive, so good stuff. You're not alone, Mark. Everybody thought the same thing. So uh, that is it, Mike. Uh, so let's talk briefly about season two. The cast um, on the last edition of Rebels Recon talks, talked about some things they wanted to see. And here's a, here's a little glimpse of some of the cast members' thoughts of season two. What are you most looking forward to about season two? There's a bigger bounty on their heads, so the stakes shoot up. We went at it much stronger. The shows get more exciting and more dramatic. We're going to get the ghosts finally moving around to different planets. There is more happening. There are more episodes, more characters. And we have some really sick guest cast coming up in, in season two that people will be like, what? And not just like new characters, but like who's playing the new characters and who's playing the old characters. I want to see how Kanan develops as a Jedi as much as I want to see how Ezra develops right. as a Jedi. Kanan fought in the last great war. Is he really ready to fight in the next big one? We've established this new triangle of characters, Tarkin, Vader, and we have Ahsoka Tana. It gets me back Ahsoka, which is very fun for me to write her again. Ahsoka was always asking questions and wanting to know why, and now Ahsoka is the one answering the questions. And if anyone's scared as to, they're gonna screw up Vader, no, they are not. <laughs> it is awesome. I'm looking forward to fleshing out a bit more of everyone's backstory. We're gonna get a lot more spotlight on everybody's history and, and more stuff is gonna come to light. <laughs> Season two starts like, literally right where you want it to and it's just perfect so there you go mike uh, some thoughts of season two look i mean just talking about the ghost is going to be going to different planets now they're going to be leaving lethal you know talking about the guest yeah. cast they talked about the characters the new characters and who's going to be playing these new characters that were going to be kind of blown away by some of the guest cast and then uh, you hear freddie prince talk about hey don't worry about vader they're not going to screw vader up so Really, some really <clears throat> positive and uh, exciting comments from some of the cast of, for about season two. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I think that uh, I, everything we need to know is contained right there in, in <laughs> yeah. that sound clip. Uh, and it's, it's, it, we, I don't, as I've said before, I don't think we have long to wait. I think that, uh, that by May or June, we'll be watching season two. Mm -hmm. um, we personally, you and I, will definitely be watching the premiere of season two, right. pretty quick, uh, at Star Wars Celebration. That's uh, that is definitely number one on our list. Um, of course, number two being the panel that we'll be hosting on the uh, on the the podcast stage from one thirty to two thirty, closing out the podcast stage at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, don't, don't forget, forget that. about that. Yes, but I uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, I'm I'm excited. I'm I am so excited for season two. If they maintain the pace that they did in this and this finale episode uh, into into the beginning of season two, I'll be really happy. Yes. Um, and if we can sort of keep everything hardcore uh that and uh you know that return of the jedi sort of storytelling mm -hmm. uh hardcore star wars i'll be i'll be a happy camper um <laughs> oh, we yeah. did, i i mentioned it before the the which is also in that rebels recon video that you got that that audio clip from mm -hmm. <clears throat> we've got new characters coming one set of which 
is uh, is is this uh, commander and his uh, his squadron of A-wing fighter pilots, which to me says more starfighter combat in season two, mm-hmm. and that makes me happy. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's Definitely. what I want to see. Like you said, there's that moment where where the Tie Fighters, where the 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 uh, the other Star Destroyers launch more Tie Fighters um, at, uh, at at our our heroes towards the end of the episode in the, in the season finale, um, and it's very much that moment from Return of the Jedi. That is what I want to see. I want to see. <laughs> this is so much more of that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, good stuff. Hey, real quick before we go, I just want to say, um, you know, thanks to everybody for for listening to season one of Rebels podcast. Thanks to uh, Kyle for doing the recaps and Tim for doing Rebels podcast dot com. Those guys at the Saga continues uh, helping us out this whole this whole year and this whole season for uh, mm-hmm. for Rebels. So shout out to those guys and everybody listening. Appreciate your yes, listen to us. Um, but that's gonna do it, Mike. Anything else before we go? Uh, no, you know what? I think that's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, thanks for joining us all season, and uh, and look forward to season two. Uh, we are we'll take a bit of a break, uh, and probably come back and do sort of a a, a a season retrospective, and we might bring some special guests on for that. Sure. So stay yeah. tuned for something like that. But we're gonna take a little bit of a break while uh, while I actually get some other podcasts up and running uh, <laughs> on Thunderquack Podcast Network. So uh, uh, you can actually head to thunderquack.com and, uh, and check out all of our other podcasts that we've got uh, in the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Now is a great time if you're just... If you just joined us uh, with the Rebels podcast, watching Star Wars Rebels, now is the perfect time to jump back in, watch... Uh, the Clone Wars from the beginning and listen to Frontline's The Clone Wars Podcast, which you can find at clonewarspodcast.com. Uh, there is 138 episodes of that podcast for your listening enjoyment. So you can jump over there to clonewarspodcast.com and check that out uh, while we take a little bit of a break. And of course, you can always go back and, and watch Rebels again from the beginning. I, uh, hopefully we'll get news soon about about a Blu-ray set or uh, or maybe even the series coming to Netflix, which will be pretty oh, yeah. great, I think. That'd be cool. Um, but, uh, but I'm sure that Disney XD will continue to run Star Wars Rebels throughout this, uh, this brief uh, break between seasons. Uh, I, but I... You know, you can still stay tuned for all of the, the, the news and everything at, at rebelspodcast.com where Tim's going to keep you up to date with all the latest and greatest over there. Uh, and, uh, and, and of course, send in your emails to, uh, to rebelspodcast at gmail.com so that uh, when we do get around to that retrospective, we can, uh, we can hear what you guys thought of the season. And, uh, and, and follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. Um, those are all of the great ways to stay in contact with us as the season comes to a close and, uh, and we sort of, uh, speculate on what's going on in the next season. We've got a great Facebook group as well that you can find a link to, uh, on our, our Facebook page, uh, at facebook.com slash ripples podcast. So, uh, go there, join the Facebook group, uh, where you can talk about all things star Wars, um, with, with Matt and myself, as well as, as uh, Tim and Kyle and, and uh, lots of other great Star Wars fans 
but uh, the best place is if you go to patreon.com slash thunderquack and you contribute at the $5 level or above, you get access to the the um, elite exclusive Thunderquack Patreon Club on Facebook, which is a group just for our Patreon contributors at the $5 level and above. Uh, that that five dollars goes towards helping us uh, create awesome content like Rebels Podcast and uh, all of the other great podcasts at Thunderquack Podcast Network. So we appreciate everybody who does support us, and uh, and uh, you know uh, you can you can jump over there and then you can be part of the great conversations that are going on yes. in that Facebook group. For sure, uh, we're having lots of fun over there. But that's it. That that does it for us for season one. It was a quick season. It was yeah. short, short and sweet. Uh, yeah. But but yeah. Uh, but we'll be back. We'll be back before long with uh, with more uh, great content to talk to you guys about. Sure. Uh, obviously, Star Wars Celebration will be uh, broadcasting live from Anaheim uh, during our panel. So even if you can't make it out to Star Wars Celebration, you can. Uh, uh, watch it live and and we'll let you guys know the details of that as we get closer Um, so stay tuned to the website and the Facebook page obviously for those details but uh, uh, until then we will see you guys soon see you soon